They're just staring at me now. Like, I feel like this is really offensive, and I'm I'm feeling attacked. This is, all going, this is all going in the intro. Oh, my God. Like, no, all please I do, don't. All I do is show please them, make some notes, and they're just staring at me. Like, judgmental, judgmental people. Not the podcasters I want to be around myself. In the blue corner. At this point, I just want somebody to listen. Are you supposed to do the intro first? You can't just go straight into the blue corner. Why not? Isn't that where you want to be? Oh, God. See, there they go, staring at me again. You guys are hearing this, right? Okay. Can we this have is the bracket. Francisco is going to take the lead this time. Oh, shit. So ready. This is the bracket. A podcast about 64 favorite movies. <laughs> we have them battle it out to see which one wins. No, come brain. on. Look at his notes. Please tell me you, you... We... I I know this is our show, and I should know it regardless, but look at his Your nose. Look, look like Yeah, that. dude. It looks like... It looks... It looks neat chicken scratch. That's it. Take two. <laughs> what is live? What is live? We'll do it live. This is The Bracket, a podcast about 64 favorite movies. We hear them... I can't do this. I'm sorry. Day three. Welcome to the line? bracket. Welcome to the We're bracket. We're not putting that in there. We have movies and Can we do our can other we do movies. our musical intro this time? What's our musical intro? This is the bracket. Welcome back. Welcome back. If you were this is your first time listening, don't stop. Way to say it with confidence, champ. <laughs> this is the best thing on the internet. After, like, YouTube? You know, yeah. Sure. Sure? Yeah. This is The Bracket, <laughs> a podcast about our 64 favorite movies. We have them battle it out to see which movie will reign supreme. We banter. We bicker. We battle Star Galactica. On today's show, we have Rich and Francisco. Our producer must not be named. And in our battle today, we have Gone Baby Gone versus Gone Girl. In the Blue Corner, this movie was released in 2007 from director Ben Affleck. It stars Casey Affleck, Michelle Monaghan, Amy Ryan, Morgan Freeman, Ed Harris, Amy Madigan, and Titus Welliver. Weighing in at 1 hour 54 minutes, you have Gone Baby Gone. In the Red Corner, this movie released in 2014 from directed, director David Fincher. Starring Ben Affleck, Rosamund Pike, Neil Patrick Harris, Emily Ratajkowski... <laughs> Kim Dickinson, Carrie Coon, and Tyler Perry. Uh, we have Best Actress nominee, Rosamund Pike. And coming in at 2 hours and 29 minutes, we have Gone Girl. So, Francisco, how was your week? Very tired. Producer, left us out to dry. How do we feel about that, guys? Went off to rainy Seattle. I, I said I would leave the microphone for you guys so you guys can record. Here's what happened, y'all. We melted in the sun, in 105 degree weather. And our producer, who must not be named, left us. He took literally the, roasted. Took the road trip of his life. He was How a, was the road trip, producer? It was a nice vacation. Was it? It was relaxing. Was it? Yeah, I slept a lot. Yeah? Yeah. You yeah. slept a lot? Yes, I did. Wow. Did you get all the way up there on the train? No, what you no. guys aren't seeing is uh, our producer's very flamboyant shirt with uh, with some sailing attire That's, on it. I, actually, I liked it. I think it's nice. 
It's better than rocking, you know. Uh, Nobody can see what I'm wearing. You're gonna have to three sized, too big. Uh, is that a Patriots? What, well, yeah. What what team is that? That's the Patriots. Bro. Okay. Shirt. Wow. <laughs> and Francisco <laughs> just got out of the bed, so he's still wearing his PJs. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so going into the match, what was your initial thoughts from the uh, Ben Affleck bracket, y'all? The Ben Affleck being Gone Girl? Because, because he directed oh, Gone because Girl. He's in uh, gone Baby Gone, and he was starring in Gone Girl as basically the main character. Yeah. I saw a lot of uh, similarities between... Really? Both films. Well, yeah. you know, Affleck directed Gone Baby Gone, and Fincher directed Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've always thought Ben Affleck's a great director. Just in the little works that he's done. And for you to just compare him pretty much to David Fincher on, on the similarities of the movies, it's kind of a compliment to Affleck. Cool. He listens to the podcast. Oh, yeah. He's our, he's our, welcome, our fourth Affleck. listener. <laughs> Wait a minute. We have four listeners? <laughs> yeah, us three so, and him. <laughs> so, uh, for best acting moments, best moments of the movies, what do you got? For, uh, I'm sorry, for Gone Baby Gone, starring Casey Affleck. I liked it. Um, How, uh, when was the first time you saw it? This was the first time I saw it. And, oh my! Um, I really, en- I, I really enjoyed the film, and I, for some reason, I, I, I enjoyed more Casey Affleck as an actor than, than his brother in, in That's Gone funny. Girl. That's um, funny. Just it, it felt like, it felt like like the character was, was a little more um, believable, yeah, and, and real. As in with um with the other character it felt it felt uh very very fake. What about but uh, but then but we'll we'll get to why uh, when we get to the other film. What about for your uh, controversial moments or your favorite moments in the movie? Because there is a controversial moment in the movie with the uh, with the big police raid scene where they go into the house and he sees the uh, you know the criminals those, those basically in there. That scene's pretty shocking. Do you have any uh, any best moments you have you want to bring up? Best moments, um, probably n- not yet, but I really, really um, something you have that any I favorite did, moments in the movie. You have a favorite scene? I don't know. It, it it really dragged out for me. Like I felt like there was there was a couple times when the movie was about to be done. It's, and it's they, based on a book, so it feels like it has like an extra you know you know whole story after the story is done. Yeah, that's how a lot of books are, are written. Um, though. And for some reason, I felt like. I don't know, like it, it was there was gonna be something, you know. Epic. Yeah, and 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 it never got there. Yeah. If anything, it, it it started sinking down the the farther you go into the movie. Really, it, it, I I really didn't like um like the connection that they had with um with what's you his just name? didn't buy the story pretty much. Well, not 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 that so much, but um the, the couple the connection to like Ed Harris's character just just the couple in general like I. I I, I didn't understand it. Michelle Monaghan and Casey Affleck? Yeah. They were dating. They were like a thing. No, I, I know that, but it, it was it was a, a weird relationship because the, the girl was almost like she was just being dragged all the time, but but from, from Casey's side, like he was like protecting her and like and like didn't didn't want like guys saying anything about her. But you know, so like What's weird know. is in like the deleted scenes that I watched like right when the movie came out. There's actually like a sex scene between those two that like kind of like solidified that you knew that they were a couple. Mm-hmm. But 
if you don't see it, I kind of understand the confusion because they never actually show like romantic moments between the two. They're kind of just very, very much like you can tell they live together kind of mm-hmm. feeling where you like, you just know they're, they're good. But I, I definitely doubt the chemistry though. I didn't love it in this movie. Yeah. And that's another thing um, too, now that you brought it up for, I want to say till that first bar scene, I, um, I thought they were brother and sisters. Yeah. Um, that's true too. Yeah. Then I just, I was, I was a little confused. Um, I just like I said the, the little love story that they had going on. I, I felt like it was it was forced. One thing that I'll say though about the love about sorry not the love story but the the chemistry is the chemistry that Amy Ryan has the girl who plays Helene mm-hmm. and her brother Lionel played by uh, Titus Welliver. I've never seen that guy. I've never heard that guy's name before. But basically their chemistry as brother and sister was perfect. Mm-hmm. When they were in the house, and it was after the kid was was taken, and he's trying to talk to her, and he's like, don't swear in my fucking house. And she goes, it's right. not your fucking house, Lionel. That <laughs> stuff makes me laugh so hard, because it feels like they already had like a brother-sister yeah. relationship for a long time when she says that line. And then, even like this, the relationship she had with her friend, who like is like, you know, that really shitty-looking girl, mm-hmm. like, you can oh. tell that they kind of had some chemistry, too, and it was just very much like in-the-same-room chemistry. Mm-hmm. It was very good, I thought, with those two. Not as much with Casey Affleck and his girlfriend, though. Yeah, I, if, if you would have made that, um, just him trying to find the girl alone, I think I probably would have enjoyed it more. But the reason that they do it is because of the ending, which is my favorite part of the movie, is the, the ending, that, that really controversial moment in the end where he makes the choice whether or not to do it without her saying, like, trying to bring it back to life, as in, you know, you should leave her here. But that's that's the thing. Like, there wasn't, in, in my point of view, there wasn't a a bond of a couple for me enough to care if he if he left her or not. Yeah, it was the shitty things to say. Say, um, oh, if you leave your here or not, I'm going to leave you. For me, it was like, well, I mean, you guys don't really look like you guys are even dating, so who cares? There's that, but I think it's more of, like, you're going to lose me as a friend as well. Like, you're literally, like, you're making a decision I can't support at all. So if, like, my friend makes a decision I can't support, I'm not that person's friend anymore. Okay. So relationship aside, like, it's, it's more of just, like, more stakes on that bad decision or a good decision. But, uh, like, I'm a guy, like, I, I get it. And my side is, okay, if you don't want to be my friend because of my own decision, I mean, then... It's I, a tough decision, though. At the end of the movie, like, let's just get to that, like... What's your take on the controversial moments of the movie where it's pulling the trigger on the child molester guy and giving the kid back to the mother who you don't think is like the best parent? What's your takes on those two? I agree with um, the first one. You agree with killing the pedophile? Oh yeah, dude, of it's so rough that scene. Of course, yeah, that yeah, scene yeah. Is so tough. There's, there's no, you know, there's. What else could you do in, in a situation Arrest like him. that? That's the, that's the, the thing that they're all giving him shit for. They're. You know, all the cops are giving him a pat on the back because they know what a shitty guy that was. But really, if you're, like he said, he's a very religious type. Mm-hmm. So he says, like, you should never take the, the life of somebody else. That's something I didn't agree either. Um, he was How flat- religious he was? No, not that. Um, <laughs> the whole, like, he was flashing the, the gun, you know, the first couple scenes. Right. Trying to be a badass. And when he actually got to use it, like, there was, like, a different character where I saw he was more like, well, killing is bad and... Stuff like that, I, I don't know. I, well, I, I mean, just didn't buy it. He never really used the gun unless he absolutely had to in the movies. And like, sorry, in, the, in like the later on part of the movie. Mm-hmm. So like, when he was using it, he was generally afraid of the situation he was going into. So like, the house that was getting shot up with the child molester in it, like he was legit afraid to go into that house. So of course he's going to be a little shook. Mm-hmm. Versus inside the bar, he's very much just standing up for himself because he knows he's going to get his ass kicked if he doesn't. Right. So there's a little bit of a caveat to it. Um, what, what about, about uh, for me the 
with those choices, where do you vote on it? I'd say, I mean, it's really tough, but you've got to take the guy in. You can't just shoot him in cold blood. As, sh- as disgusting as it is. If anything, just to study the guy's brain to figure out why he's so sick. Because there's, like, a, a huge thing going on with, like, the, the prison system. Mm-hmm. Basically saying, like, we're just putting people in prison and not trying to figure out what's actually wrong with them. Right. We're just holding them in there when some of the time it's just mental stuff. Not, I'm not saying that this guy could be saved. I'm just saying, like, there's a different... There's a reason to not just kill everybody when they're wrong. And then when it comes to the decision at the end... We're getting deep with this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a controversial movie, though. That's why I no, like it yeah. so much. So at the end of the movie, when he has the decision, you know, Jack Doyle, Morgan Freeman's character, the guy who you've trusted the whole movie, has kidnapped a little girl. Mm-hmm. What's your take on letting the little girl stay in a cottage, like a little cabin, with, you know, what we think are great parents? But, I mean, if that's not Morgan Freeman as the main character, if that's like a, like, let's just say Ving Rhames, like if Ving Rhames is the, is the chief of police, you don't feel nearly as safe with that kid there. But because it's Morgan Freeman, you trust him, you think he's, like, a really respectable stand-up dude, you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we probably should leave the kid with, with Morgan Freeman and his wife. Like, it just makes sense. They seem like good parents. But if it wasn't Morgan Freeman, there's a real chance that you're going to be like, dude, he straight up kidnapped that little girl. Right. No, no, yeah. I... It's, a, it's a controversial moment, because I, I really appreciate the casting of Morgan Freeman, because it makes it even harder to be, to be on the side of give the kid back to the parent. But you don't know what's going on inside that house, mm-hmm. which is even, like, scarier in the thought that they got kidnapped. Right. Or she got kidnapped. So, to me, I, I still say give the kid back to the, the parents. Yeah, I mean... You, you agree with that? Yeah. That's tough. It's I mean... A, it's a tough call. It, it is a tough call, but... I mean, that's your family. You know, like... At the end of the day, like... I, I don't know. That's... That's the way it is. There's a there's another deleted scene that I watched that uh that I that I'm almost hundred percent sure is from the book, mm-hmm. where at the end when he and the little girl are sitting on the couch looking at the TV watching cartoons, in the over, like the the voiceover, it's Casey Affleck's character saying legit, I regret it. I should have let her stay with the with the guy. Mm. Yeah. It's deep. So, like, when I saw that, I was like, dude, this changes the whole fucking movie for Right. Me. Oh, fuck yeah. It's a totally different movie if that's the ending. Well, because, like, you feel some type of way seeing that, like, she didn't change. Yeah. Well, you knew she you wouldn't, know. though. That's well, what... yeah. No. Yes, of course you did. But knowing what's going on in his head, you know, because, like... He's what... battling the decision because, every day. Well, because the way it ends, he kind of looks at her and you kind of, like, think he's... He's like, okay, well, okay I guess I'll, I'll just stick here yeah. and try try to take care of the girl. But now seeing like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of fucked up, kind of sends a different um, different tone to the movie. Definitely. What about the soundtrack? Did you recognize it all? Or did you care about it? Never do. It's a good one. It's a it's a uh, background music type of type of sound, but it's good. I really like the the soundtrack. I didn't actually get who the uh, composer was. Mm-hmm. Uh, biggest flaw. Gone, baby, gone. I think I already mentioned it. Um, the, the a couple, a couple, those two. Yeah, between, I, I didn't buy it. Between what's her name? Casey Affleck and Michelle Monaghan. It's they're Patrick and Angie in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that one a little bit. Um, I think for me the most, the biggest flaw was how confusing the actual like mystery of the movie was. Because to me, I've watched the movie five. 10 times, and I still don't understand who killed Helene's boyfriend. I still don't, like, I don't know who to peg on that. Mm-hmm. Is it the, the other drug dealer? Is it the cops beating him up to make it look like the drug dealer did it? Like, I legit just don't know how the story points went, because mm-hmm. it's just confusing to me. 
there's like there was this happened and this happened. It's very much like explaining to you, but if you don't understand it, it's tough to understand. Yeah, and it's one of those movies that you have to pay attention mm-hmm. to every single detail. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing, but when you carry on a movie yeah. this long, it kind of feels like a, a little dragged. Yeah, I feel like it was a little bit too long, but like I said, it's kind of like the book format to explain what happens and then explain what happens because of what happened. Mm-hmm. So like this movie had like the, the climax of the movie almost like an hour into the movie and still had 54, mo- 54 minutes to go. Right. So like it had a really long cl- like draw to it. Uh, any last thoughts you want to bring up back on Baby Gone? I think we're good. You didn't love it? I did. I did. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I was paying attention the whole time, and for the first time, I, I really enjoyed the film. But, like I said, I just, I really thought, okay, the movie's, it's ending here. And then it was just, just it kept going. Yeah. And, and, and that happened, I want to say, almost three times. Yeah. To the fact where I was like, uh, I kind of want it to end now. I yeah. really don't care what happens yeah. at this point. I, I just, that. I just want it to end. I see so. that. But the, I think the ending makes up for it because it's such an emotional ending. Yeah, no, it does, especially I with think the it twist. Been a little bit shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have cut a couple of scenes out and still had a, a decent film. Any uh, characters you want to nominate for a Goldblum Award or no? Not in this movie. I mean, I thought Amy Ryan was really good. She actually got nominated for an Oscar. As, as a supporting actress, but... I mean, Casey Affleck did not do a bad job. I mean, no, I think, I I think he really carried the film. It's my favorite Casey Affleck movie that he's, that he's been the star of. Really? He's been in a few things, so... Yeah. My, by far my favorite starring for Don't him. know if I really would nominate him, but I, I can give props. Yeah, for, for sure. I think Ed Harris actually did a really good job. He's another character. Like, him and Mor- Morgan Freeman's casting are so unique, because if you cast those, either of those two roles wrong, the movie's completely different. Right. Ed Harris is, like, completely recognizable. You know he's going to be, like, a respect, stand-up-for-yourself kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And the way that they do it is just very good because you, you're on the same ride that Casey Affleck's on. So I give him credit for the story on that. Uh, I think I'm good on... I don't want to nominate anybody. You think he got the role because of being uh, Ben Affleck's brother? Yeah. I mean, they do a lot of stuff together. He's, do they? Yeah, well, he did... Um, ben Affleck and Matt Damon did... Goodwill Hunting and Casey Affleck was one of the stars in that movie. They they wrote That's the right. movie and they had him in it. So it was just having good chemistry with people. I just didn't buy the chemistry in this movie, but Casey Affleck normally has really good chemistry with people because he's in like Ocean's movies mm-hmm. and, he has, and he's with Scott Cannon and they have a really good chemistry together. Right. I think that's it though for this movie. And for Gone Girl, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Thinking about it? Haven't seen it? No. When I, did you see it first? How about that? I want to say I saw it early. Early 2018. You seen so, theaters? No. No, 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 no. I, uh, I saw it on, I don't know, TV. Um, but it was my first time watching, and I think I told you about it. You did. First time I saw it, I was like, I was like, dude, I just saw a Gone Girl for the first time. It's actually and, one of the inciting moments to making the bracket too. Really? Yeah, because you told me about it, and we were already talking about making a podcast. Mm-hmm. And right. I thought I was like, dude, that I feel like you need to see other movies if you think Gone Girl is that good. Don't get me wrong, I like Gone Girl, but you were raving about it like it was your favorite movie ever, and I was like, we need to talk about this. I mean, I just... Let's talk it out. Can I talk about the first time I saw this movie? Yes. Do you want to talk about Gone, uh, Gone Baby Gone first? Because we didn't even get you included on that. No, that's fine. Wow. I I want to tell the story of when I first saw it, because um, I got the, the ending spoiled for me, or like the, the big twist for uh-huh. the movie. I got... Pause. Well, that's well, it's so obvious, though. The way, no, well, the way it happened... Well, the way it happened was that I heard a lot of people talking about uh, Gone Girl at school or whatever. So then I was, um, 
Nice. I was. <laughs> I was. Um, going well. That was the producer, bro. Don't blame me for that. Um, okay, so I was gonna watch the movie. My cousin had bought the movie on DVD, so I walked in and I saw that it was Gone Girl. But I was like, they were already kind of like they already started the movie, so I was like, I asked him like, oh, can I borrow the DVD once you're done? And he was like, yeah, once we're done with the movie, we'll just give it to you so you can watch it. So I was like, fine. I go into my room and I'm waiting for them to finish the movie and I'm watching something else. And I just hear in the background, holy shit, she's still alive. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Whoa. <laughs> wow. So messed up. So, up. yeah. And then I had to watch it and I was like, she's still alive. She's still alive. She's still alive. <laughs> That's fucked up. That sucks. I, I actually like that um i didn't get the the spoiler dude to me it's not even a spoiler i knew she was alive the whole time it didn't make any sense to have the movie with her as like the star of the movie getting all this oscar hype and then like her not be in the movie there's no way they're gonna do that did you watch it in theaters yeah oh i remember actually there's a really funny moment I, i left the theater where like the movie's over we go to the bathroom and it's like me and like six dudes you know how like how i want to end every night and it's me walking into the stall, and I literally go... The, the girls were gone, so... <laughs> and I literally go, so, uh, who's breaking up with the girlfriends tonight? <laughs> I literally just yeah. a crash. I seriously didn't want to date after that. The movie's so psycho. Yeah, I always... Yeah. goes weird places. Yeah, it does. Um, another Best thing moments I, you want to bring up for, to start it up, unless you want to have another story. Um, no. Story. Something I really enjoyed was that little, uh... Easter egg hunt or whatever that was. I thought Their was, anniversary hunt. Yeah, that, I thought that was. I know it's probably, probably pretty cheesy, but you loved it. Yeah, for like, sure. babe, we should totally do a, an anniversary hunt. Yeah, and play you know word plays and all that. But something that I really wanted to get to is how fake it's it it felt like uh like when when it was lost and he didn't know anything about his wife that really threw me off uh, and. Seeing it a seeing it a second time, it. seeing it a second time, um, I don't know if it was like a, you know, like, yeah, he was trying to play that role because he has another another girl. But I just like I said, I I didn't get it even the second time watching. Really? It. Yeah. Because the cops even make the joke about it because they go like, "What's your wife do for hobbies?" And if they the they ask me, I'd be like, "Dude, I don't know. She doesn't really have a lot of hobbies." If they ask if a cop asked me the same exact thing, goes. Does your does your wife have a lot of friends? I'd be like, no, not really. Like she, like I know a couple people, but like that's it. Like there's not no, a lot of people. No, but no, so like, from work. What's that? All her friends are from work. No, but that's what I mean. It's just like the, the questions they were asking him were like very vague and and like unanswerable. Not and all. And they of go them. like, do you you don't know what your wife's blood type? And I was like, fuck you! I don't know my yeah. wife's blood. No, I don't know anybody's one? blood type. Like I don't even know my own. So then he makes the jokes like, am I supposed to know my wife's blood type? Right. And she like, says no. Yeah, 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 like that's the joke is like they're just grilling him to try to make him look guilty. No, I get it, but some of his some of his um. Some of his answers was just like, just, I didn't buy him. Well, he was supposed to be playing a nervous guy who just had his wife kidnapped. In fairness, you know, you wouldn't be acting normal. I mean, I wouldn't act like that. Well, you're not Ben Affleck, that's why. Ben Affleck is Batman, so. I'm Batman. Okay. Um, just saying. But yeah, no, I just, I, I, didn't, I didn't really buy it. I don't know, I don't know why, but right. it just felt fake. What what do you think your favorite uh, relationship in the movie was? Chemistry wise, uh, do you think the best chemistry? 
Actually, um, them two, like in in their flashbacks and how they um. Oh, they were super cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's I something very, that I. That's it was very quick moments, though. I wouldn't give it too much credit. Yeah, but it's it's something that they couldn't do in the other movie, especially with such a character twist that they had at the end. Yeah, it's something where you needed something bonding that you yeah. need to tear apart. Um, and something I that loved her quote when she's talking about how she's gonna gonna frame the diary and she goes start with the with the best moments they're the most important mm-hmm. and they mean the most and you're just like dude she's a genius yeah like she's an evil genius <laughs> yeah no so I, I i really enjoyed that i liked actually his relationship with the tech with the detective girl um kim dickinson detective ronda she was like her like grilling of him and like his answering back and they're like little tit for tat conversations they were having were really really good i thought mm-hmm. that was my favorite myself even him and his, his sister had really good chemistry. Like, you would have thought they'd been... Yeah. Literally, like, grew up together, those two. Mm-hmm. So I, li- I like those two as well. Tyler Perry was super good. Yeah, Tyler Perry was really good, surprisingly. Wow, what's your problem with Tyler Perry, bro? I'm not a big fan. Because he dresses up in women's costume? No. He's just, I'm just not a big fan of those movies. Um, he's just a bad actor. I don't movie. think anybody appreciates those movies. I don't, I don't know if he's a bad actor. Obviously, obviously, he's not a bad actor. Um, and he proves it on this movie. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I haven't really seen a lot of his his work. How about a fucked up part in the movie? They're going through the house. The girl's already gone missing. They're walking up the stairs, and he goes, that's my room. That's my cat's room. That's the laundry. And you're just like, white people. How dare you give a whole room to your fucking cat? Like, that's some serious, serious shit in this movie. That Like, it's played off as, like, a nonchalant line, but I sit, sit here watching it the next time watching, the this last time watching the movie, mm-hmm. and just stare at the TV like, who the fuck has a room for their cats? <laughs> that's weirdo shit. You'd be surprised. Really? Yeah. Do you have a room for your cats? No. Or just the dead bodies? Both. Dead cats? Dead cat bodies. Dead bodies of cats. Um, what's something you don't like about the, about the film? Um, Neil Patrick Harris. I, I hated his his yeah, acting. I, I, I hated I his didn't character. I understood the character that he was trying to play, but I just it, he was just completely wrong for the role. And I love Neil Patrick Harris and How I Met Your Mother. Like I think he's great. Mm-hmm. When you let him have chemistry and let him have like confidence, this character he has is like the weirdo, creepy ex boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Just does not serve him at all. As an I, actor. I think if you would have just casted somebody not known, that just looks a little like creepy or someone you don't know a lot about would have had a more suspenseful um, intake. Well, he still needed to be like a good, rich-looking dude, though, in order to support that lifestyle that they portrayed. I don't think that that is absolutely necessary, but I think in the role that they're playing, you can't just be like a creepy-looking like van-driving guy. It has to well, be not, not a van-driving guy, but someone mysterious. Because as soon as you, meet, you see uh, Neil Patrick Harris, you take him out of that role. You know, you put him in, oh, he's dancing in, in, in this... I don't know what it called the the musicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know he's he's in other stuff. Yeah. But if you would have gotten someone unknown, you you stay more focused on the film. I feel like he really took me out of it. I'm like, oh hey. What about you yeah. know? What about Jack McBrayer? Who's that? This guy. No, he's too creepy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy from Thirty Rock, the guy who plays yeah, in, like Talladega Nights is like the nerdy guy. Or what about um, the guy who? I mean, the first the first episode of season four, of Black Mirror. Oh, that's super easy to pin down. Got any other brain busters I can come up with? The, From the the Star Trek episode. Oh, okay. The the creepy guy. Yeah, perfect. He'd be good. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, he'd be good. Put him he's in a, a little. He's a little bit aggressive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could have that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, for sure. And he's super creepy in that other episode, so it makes sense for mm-hmm. him to be creepy in this. Uh, best performance you had. 
Mm. Rosamund Pike for me, she was great. She was a psycho. I totally bought it. Yeah. I I love when they finally get connected again towards the end of the movie, and like you just see her just you know like literally I picture like Godfather like playing with a puppet, just being like you're coming my way, bitch. Like she totally has him under control, and it's it's really creepy. I I bought her whole creepiness. I just couldn't stand her voice. Dude, she's so sexy. What's wrong with you? I don't know. She was like my first ever Bond girl crush. I don't know. Her she was one of the was... Pierce Brosnan Bond movies. Wait, really? Yeah. She was one of the girls who like he hooks up with early in the movie, and then she betrays him later on in the movie. Oh. So she's got the villain vibe already down. It's mustache twirling if you're a lady. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you mean the James Bond movie <laughs> from 2001? <laughs> um, best quotes you have? I oh. picture splitting her skull. Yeah. It's super creepy, but it's super good because you're like, what the fuck am I getting myself yeah, into? Especially going right into the film. Um, it's, it, I don't know. It, it's really, it, it helps make you think if he really did it or not. Um, yeah, that's true you know? too. I didn't even think about it like that after watching it a few times. Right on. Soundtrack? Was there even a soundtrack in this movie? Oh boy. <laughs> yes, there's a soundtrack. Um, it was good. I think Gone Baby Gone's is better, but just me. Mm -hmm. I just didn't have like a tone to it that anybody would recognize, which is more of the problem. Um, what's your biggest flaw? Um, like I said, some some of the some of the scenes weren't believable with him. Just especially with Neil Patrick Harris, those scenes were pretty rough to get through. Yeah, they, um, were, they took me completely out of myself. Yeah. Back to one of the good moments though, when she's sitting in the wheelchair and the female detective um, Rhonda basically is like, so. How did you get kidnapped if, like, all these things happen? I can't mm -hmm. remember exactly the quote, sorry. Right. But basically, like, he just pinned, she pins her on a question, and, you know, the amazing Amy character, Ro Rosamund Pike's character, just, like, blows it off, like, no, I'm just under a lot of stress, I gotta get out of here, I'm not feeling well. Mm -hmm. He was like, this bitch is fucking awesome. In a creepy way. Yeah. <laughs> I think my biggest flaw, though, even more than Neil Patrick Harris, is going into the movie watching like the first half hour of just Ben Affleck getting set up to fail and knowing something was going to happen, knowing something was up, something epic was going to happen in the movie. Mm -hmm. I think that was my biggest flaw because it just left me like on anticipation and when it finally did happen, I was like, well, of course that's what happened. Just for me. I mean, I didn't think it was that unpredictable. Not trying to say I can see the ending in a lot of movies, but this one just seems so obvious to me. Yeah. Another thing, I didn't, I didn't like some of the decisions he made. Like when they were taking the picture, he decided to smile for no reason. I well, he's trying to get that dick, bro. Keep it real. He's, like, legit having, like, cheating sessions with his wife while she's missing. But he's trying to get the dick? From who? He's trying to give the dick, y'all. But Just let it to happen. who? To the lady who he was taking the picture with. Bro, he's cheating on his missing I, I, wife. I, I know, but... So he's trying to hook up with everybody. It's just the thing that cheaters do. I just... It, it didn't... It didn't really... It didn't make sense. Like, he's like... Do you always think with your dick? Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Producer coming in hot. Right? No, but it's just like, if that's what you're... Like, that's his momentum every day. Like, he's just trying to get dick. Give up the dick. I don't know what to say. <laughs> not being weird. But, like, that's literally... I, like, I, he hugs her and smiles. Like, he's just trying to be cute. No, not that one. Not You're talking about the one where we're, like... Where he meets that, that girl... The mom. Yeah, no, not that one. When he's right next to the poster, the missing poster, and they're like, like all these photographers uh, are like, oh, um... I'm going to blame it on the same thing, but I know I'm wrong. 
Yeah, no, that's why I was like, what are you talking about? Like, who's he trying to get, you know, like, laid down to? All the reporters, bro. I just, like well, I said. He makes the joke about it, though, because he says, like, he has, like, groupies that are following him around now that, like, he has a missing wife. I guess. Bro, he's trying to get some. I mean, I don't know. I just... Batman's trying to get some. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, producer, any last thoughts you have on Gone Girl? Uh, Did you like the movie? I enjoyed it. Okay. That's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a real decisive podcast. We all know what the fuck is going on here. Francisco, what's your rating of Gone Baby Gone starring Casey? I'm going to put them both at eight. There's, in, in mine, they're so similar. Talk about blowing your mind eight. Like, eight. Yeah. eight even each? Eight even each. That's how so similar they are to me. That's up to you. That's not how this works. I mean, that's just a rating. I didn't say which one I'm going to vote for. Jesus Christ, he's aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are you voting for then? I think I'm going to go with uh, Gone Baby Gone. So we got Gone Baby Gone, we got Gone Girl. The Affleck movie bracket. Who's moving on to the second round? I'm going to say Gone Baby Gone as well. Gone Baby Gone? Yeah. Right. I thought it was pretty easy for me. That's what, I mean... To me, it's a really good movie. It's a little bit long. Ben Affleck does a great job directing it, but it's his best movie directing. It's Casey Affleck's best movie acting. Mm-hmm. I think they both do very, very good work in the movie. Um, it's a very controversial movie as well, so it's a like um, like The Prestige, and it's like you know the movie Seven with, with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Like After the movie's done, you really think about all the decisions that were made and really like analyze them. So you know, there's a lot to it, so that it's one of my favorite movies. I've ever watched. Well, that's why when you brought up Gone Girl, when we before we even started the bracket, you're like, dude, it's my favorite movie ever. I was mm-hmm. like, dude, you need to watch like, Gone, Gone Baby Gone. Gone. That's the first and movie I And I think you of. said that. Yeah. I think you actually said that, and I was like, oh, what is that? And, and you were like, it's literally the same movie or something like that. <laughs> uh, but, same tone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really like Fincher. Like, I would say directing-wise, I think Fincher does a better job directing in Gone Girl mm-hmm. than Ben Affleck does in Gone Baby Gone. I think that Fincher gets the best out of all his characters, with the exception of NPH. Because he's just so recognizable. I think that's just bad casting. Yeah. But everybody else, Tyler Perry does, does his best job too. Mm-hmm. In, in his role. So, in the next round of The Bracket, starring Francisco Cabrera and Rich Pelavance, our trusty host, the producer who must not be named. And must not be named. Must not be named. Producer. Must not be named. Must not be named. <laughs> anyway, in our next bracket... I'm so excited for this one. I can't say it enough. Hashtag contender. Didn't you say that every episode? No. No. Maybe. I oh. definitely didn't say it for this last one. I was more excited about Gone Baby Gone being watched by Francisco. Okay. And the suspense is building. In the next matchup. Drum roll. Hashtag contender drum. movie series. I was going to do an edit. Oh, <laughs> okay. drum roll. Sorry. He literally... <laughs> drummed on the table everybody we have a problem <laughs> here's what's gonna happen we're gonna continue to try to release the next round of the bracket <laughs> I thought we were still low budget okay <laughs> we're not gonna make any more fucking finger movements in the next round of the bracket podcast hashtag contender we have the prestige yes versus inception in the Nolan bracket this is gonna be real it's fine. We might be dreaming. I feel and we like we might I'm dreaming. clone ourselves. 
and we might clone ourselves again, and we might go even deeper in the same dream, until there's clones and dreams of ourselves, dreaming about our clones. Is there cloning in The Prestige, I'm assuming? What's The Prestige? You haven't seen The Prestige? I've never seen it. Wow. Oh, I actually man. have it. Huh? I think I have it. Well, producer who must not be named has not seen The Prestige. I think it's, it's on, on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. All right, I'm excited. It's, a, it's one of my favorite Nolan movies. It's going to be a tough uh, tough matchup. It's one of the more difficult Let's not talk about movies it too much. to watch, honestly, in Nolan's, in Nolan's series. Maybe Memento is worse when it comes to just like the shocking... I don't think I've seen Memento. It's with uh, Guy Pierce. It's on Netflix as well. It's very... Um, That's a hard one to sit through. It's yeah. a hard movie to sit through. Yeah. You The second it's over, you want to watch it again. That type of movie. So, it's, so I'm guessing the, the ending's really good. It's very... It just... I can't spoil it for you. It's just okay. one of those movies. Maybe you can watch it with these next two and we can talk about it and let's talk it right. out. It's just... It's very memorable as a let's movie. Let's talk about it. Alright, so let's talk about it. What happened this week for our lives besides our producer going to Seattle and taking a lot of naps? Um, start with you, Rich. For me, I uh, went fishing a couple times. Learned um, I am really good at tying knots, except I'm very bad at putting line or bait on that I'm not familiar with. So I spent uh, about eight hours fishing with zero bait on my hook and just hoping for the best. Um, it was pretty rough. What kind of bait were you using? Mackerel. But I didn't have the right hook because I forgot all my gear. What kind of hooks were you using? Just a regular, like, hook hook. You tried to use smaller hooks? Yeah, I didn't have any small ones. I got, I literally bought a fishing pole at the, at the lake. Mm-hmm. And it just came with a fucking raunchy ass set of knives. Literally, it was the worst. You went to Santee Lakes? Yeah. And you were fishing for mackerel? No, I was using mackerel as bait. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Gotcha. I was like... But you have to cut it up yourself. It's really tough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not... They don't make it easy on you. Yeah. So then when you have a hook that's not very good, your whole game is, uh, is over. Mm-hmm. So that was a rough day, but I'm just glad to be out there again because it's super nice outside and I never get to yeah. spend any time outside. So that's been fun. Um, football season's still going. Fan- fantasy football, you know, it's mock draft season, so I'm super excited about that. Legit. The mock draft season and the first couple weeks of the regular season are Christmas for me. It's mm-hmm. my favorite time of the year. Like, everything's going. Everybody has optimism about their teams. Everybody thinks their team's going to win the championship. It's just a fun time to be a sports fan. Right. Uh, Padres baseball is still terrible, so went to a game today. Wanted to leave every inning. It was pretty tough. And they were winning some of it, too, so pretty tough. Any new movies we saw this week, producer? Francisco? I saw, I saw two movies in theaters. One was called um, Sorry to Bother You. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this one. It's oh. about a, a black telemarketer who is not getting any work. So his uh, co-worker, played by Danny Glover, tells him to use his white voice. Oh, yes. So yes, then he yes. gets a, a voice, a white person's voice, which is uh, done by David Cross, which is really good. And um, yeah, it's a crazy movie. Because it goes from that premise, and then the third act, it just completely throws that premise away and does something different. But it's a really good movie. Is it more of a humor, or is it more of like a suspense thriller? It's it's a lot of humor, but it's a lot of ridiculous humor. Like, you just kind of have to, like... Define ridiculous. What What's the line for ridiculous? Because is, is it, like, movie. jackass ridiculous, or... Like you've seen the Street ridiculous, bro. You've seen the movie... The movie Tusk, right? Yeah, that movie's fucking weird. Yes, so it gets like to that point. Of no weird. way. Yeah, 
dude, it gets pretty Tusk weird. Tusk had me like almost a sleepless night, dude. I couldn't, I yeah. couldn't function after seeing that ending. Yeah. Do you ever it, see Tusk? Nope. Oh. It's a movie about a, like a, a podcast reporter type of guy going up to Canada to get a story from this guy who's like, I just have a really good story I want to tell to somebody. And Justin Long goes over his house to hear the story. Mm-hmm. And the story's like, yeah, I was I was crashed in a sea boat and I ended up on a shore. And the only reason I lived is because I cuddled up to a, a walrus mm-hmm. and I became friends with the walrus. And I ended up having to kill the walrus to survive to, you know, live. Mm-hmm. So the whole story is like this old dude's story, like weirdo story about how he fell in love with a walrus, basically, and, and it was the only reason he lived, and he had to kill it so he could eat. So then Justin Long goes over, and the old dude tries to turn Justin Long into a walrus, and Justin Long's like the funny guy from Waiting and like Jeepers Creepers, he's just like the weirdo actor, mm-hmm. and the guy cuts his legs off in like the first scene and says like, oh, it's because you got bit by a spider and your legs were going to fall off anyway. So I cut him off and Justin Long's like horrified. That's, and, a, that's a pretty And it's super scene. dark too because then the guy's like the old man's just straight up laughing. Because they're like, ha, 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 you don't have legs. Like that kind of weird shit. Yeah, because the whole time when, you're, when you get the premise of what's going to happen, you're thinking, oh, he's just going to be stuck and it's him trying to escape to get away from him or whatever. Mm-hmm. But once you see him like without his legs... You're like, this is real. Shit, it's gonna get fucking yeah. serious, and, and it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Literally towards the end of the movie, you're probably not gonna watch it because it's fucking weird. But he, it's, I suggest it. Spoiler I, alert. I honestly suggest you should watch this. It's, it's a good man. movie. All right, well, not to get any, but it gets really, really weird. And at the end of the movie, something completely weird happens. The movie ends, and you're just like, I don't know what to do, like with what I just saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was so scary. <laughs> not scary in like, a, I can't believe, like it was the scariest thing ever. But it was just very like, yeah. But basically, tricky I, thoughts. How can I seeing, seeing the movie uh, "Sorry to Bother You" was basically the same feeling I got That's after so watching. Weird. But it's not a horror movie, but it, yeah. it kind of has that little element. And then I saw "Crazy Rich Asians" last night. Oh, how was it? That was a really funny movie. I, I heard it I got really, like a ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it, it moved. It got, had a hundred for a while, and then yeah, it dropped down to ninety-eight. It got moved down to ninety-two right now. Oh wow! But um, it's still it's a pretty it's a good rom com. I haven't seen a good rom com in a, like in a while, like in the movie theater mm-hmm. in a while. So I, it has I, been a while, huh? Yeah. So it, it's a pretty it's it's pretty good. Like it's just something different with having a, a complete Asian cast. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're gonna get like this whole stereotypical movie about just being like Asian, but it just tells a normal story. It's just the cast is Asian. It's, it's pretty, you know. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I really recommend that one. You know what I was thinking about? Unless you have something good. Uh, I was just going to talk about that movie, uh, Klansman. Do it. Um, so I saw Black Klansman's. Black Klansman's. Yeah. I was last weekend, and I really liked it, too. A lot of good movies. I guess you didn't really... Thought we we're gonna do so so well in 2018 are coming up, but yeah, it's, the Oscar season. Did any white people walk out of the movie theater? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I you had did. to, you had to. Um, it was appalling. <laughs> you you've had to know what it was about for yeah. for you to go in there and um. I just imagine just a white dude <laughs> going in there. This is gonna be fucking this great. Is gonna be the best movie. <laughs> what if ever. you just saw a poster that just hit Klansmen and yeah. it was like, oh, what? No, like it just like the black part got erased and he just oh. Meeting got moved, guys. It's over here. <laughs> they made a movie about us. Let's go see it really quickly. I bet you my boy's gonna be in this one, David Duke. I told you he's gonna be in this movie. Oh God. His uh, wife slash sister's gonna be in that. <laughs> but hey, Francisco, get out of here. <laughs> It was actually really good. Um, I thought it was going to be a little more comedic, but it's actually not. There's maybe scary. three, four jokes. 
Um, I'm gonna need more than that. That's too and, serious of a topic. For yeah, me to no, talk it's about. actually it's actually it's it's a thriller movie, and it's and actually very impactful at the end. Um, you just made me not want to see it. <laughs> I mean, no, it's it's not a comedy at all, that's, and that's a bummer. It is a Spike Lee movie, so right. I don't know if I've ever seen a Spike Lee movie. I'm what are some of his other movies? Um, nailed it. Sorry, continue. Um, but it's um, like I said, it's it's there is there is a little bit of comedy. You do, um, you do feel like, like, um, the connection between the two, um, what do they call it? The cops? Yeah. Um, you do buy it. And it's, it's a good story. The ending, actually, it's very, very harsh. Not harsh, um, but it's impactful uh, to the point where some people actually wanted a clap at the end of the movie. And so, so and, and, and most sure of us... Made. But ah, uh, it it you have to see the ending. I don't really want to ruin it because it, it it's it's videos. It's a, let me let me put it like this: it's videos of current events. That's how they end the movie. Nice. But that's tough. Yeah, I want to see it. And what and I'm talking about Charlottesville's. Uh, yeah, yeah, current that's events. Tough. And everybody's like, everybody's just sitting in their seats, and when dead it, when it, dead fucking silent. Yeah, you sneeze, you're gonna get screamed at. Yeah. So it, it's it's I, I like that I, I really enjoyed it the, I, and, and the story the story's fucking great and it was it's I for what I've heard it's based on a true story I don't know how much because some scenes are kind of un, like not believable nothing based on a true story anymore since Man on Fire I guess so, <laughs> so but I, I I really recommend it if anybody wants um, some of the movies that Spike Lee has done I first of all I haven't seen any of his movies but these are the ones that I've seen people talk about before Do the Right Thing Malcolm X Oh, Malcolm is really good. Inside Man. I saw Inside Man. That didn't seem like a very <laughs> Spike Lee type of movie. Oh, right. He he has a big... This uh, movie seems like a, an Oscar bait type of movie, though. Black Clansman. Black Clansman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like one of those movies we're going to be arguing about whether or not it should win Best Picture. Or right. at least Best like Supporting Actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, talking about the Academies. Have you guys heard about the, the new award? <sighs> I, was, I promised myself I wouldn't get mad. This <laughs> award... Hey, first of all, you heard about it, right? Yeah, no, I did. This award that the Academy just announced is a fucking joke. And I say that in the nicest way possible. How dare you make an award about the, the Academy's popular film award? What does that even mean? Producer, explain it to me so I don't swear. Uh, I think what they're trying to do with this is just like the popularity. No, 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 no. I want you to tell me what this fucking award is. Oh, what movie wins best popular movie? You want to hear what movie's gonna win? A Marvel movie every fucking year. That's the thing. That's what I'm about to say. (laughs) So, are you gonna go off a box office? So, like the top six box office movies get nominated, or are you gonna go with best cult type of movie? Because if you look at a movie like Pulp Fiction, that's a movie that's loved now that bombed in the theater. So, like, how are we gonna judge best popular film? Is it just off a of box office? It has to be. Are we gonna vote on our phones? Like, what Would, are we gonna do? Do you think they a movie could win twice? Yes. As in, like, no. Like, let's say, because La La Land was a really popular movie when it came it, out. It will not have that stereo. It will not have that connection. There will be no movie nominated for best movie and popular that's also gonna be an, an Academy nominee. It's you know gonna be a. It's gonna be a Marvel bucks. movie. Every yeah, fucking year, 100%. it's gonna be, and, and that's never what it gonna is. be a Marvel movie and nominated for Best Picture. It's ever. to cater to um or to Star all Wars. the or Star Wars. All, all, all of us that don't really watch the well, world, at least me, I know mm-hmm. some of you do, 
but it's to cater just so you for you to watch yeah. watch the Grammys yeah. or whatever it is. The Academy Awards. Academy Awards. Yeah, um, Oscars. So, I, I think that's all it is. And in my point of view, I want to say it's it's kind of like a it's kind of bittersweet, where I kind of do want to see way more, more than me. No, I, I am. I, I see what they're they're doing. I mean, it, it is a little bit for the fans for some of these Marvel movies, um, but it is a lot of um, for the views and for for cash grabbing. It is. But I mean, like I said, it, in my point of view, it's just it's just bittersweet, and I, I like it's it. Just but a I, gimmick, to be honest. Because if it's gonna be, if it's, it, it feels like an MTV, uh, MTV award. Yeah. Yeah, be a word. Absolutely. Basically. That's why I said, are we gonna vote on our phones? I want them to like, get. How are we doing this? I want, get, I want them to get a surfboard for everybody gets an Academy Award and they just get surfboards for that mm-hmm. category. It's so stupid. It's <laughs> just okay. And that's what bothers me too because you have movies like I don't think Logan's one of the best movies ever, but there was a lot of people who were saying Logan should have been nominated for an Academy Award and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And if you have best popular movie award, Logan has a chance to win that award, but he's never gonna get taken up as a chance to win best Academy Award now. Mm-hmm. For the one that really matters, nobody cares about the movie who won best special effects and yada yada yadas. Like we do, but we don't. Yeah. The movies that we care about are the people who won best actor, best supporting actor, best actress, mm-hmm. best supporting actress, and best picture. Like that's all we care about, really. So you introduce this new award that's going to be top six movies. Which one's the best? And it's like Jurassic World two. No, thank you. Ugh. You got Avengers, sure. You got mm-hmm. Deadpool two, but like. Like, that's what we're talking about. Like, okay. those movies don't deserve an award. I'm sorry. So let's pretend that this year they're doing that. What do you think would win so far? Avengers, Just 100%. So you think Avengers? Infinity War. Yeah, for sure. Or Black Panther. That's what I'm saying. Because Black Panther... To me, Black Panther, Panther should win. Black Panther was a pretty big movie this year. But to me, Black Panther should also get Oscar nods. I think it would get, I think it would get an Oscar nod for, for music. No, I think it should get for an Oscar, Oscar nod for Best Picture. Really? Explain to me why it shouldn't be. It has the best heart of any Marvel movie by far. It has the I best villain. I don't villain. know, dude. Uh, it has the best villain by far. It's, it's the same movie. It's the same movie not as Black four. Panther. No, it's not. He gets his powers taken away. He died. He didn't die. He did die. He almost died. He basically died. He almost died. He was in a coma. And then came back and killed the, the bad guy. Every other Marvel movie. So and I, I, and I love on, Marvel movies. Sounds like Iron Man. It can sounds I like interrupt? thank you. Can I please interrupt? Interrupt? Yes. Can I please interrupt? This is the only movie where the bad guy was right. Where the Ooh, good yeah. guy did the bad guy's thing. But I'm saying the bad guy wanted to bring tools to America and to solve, you know, crime in Oakland and, and be one with the world. And at the end of the movie, Chadwick Boseman's character, as Black Panther, goes out and says, we're going to introduce our weapons to the world. That's the same thing Tony Stark did. He... he, he but Tony Stark didn't have an argument with himself whether or not to do it. No. Chadwick Boseman spent the whole movie telling Michael B. Jordan, you're wrong, I'm not going to let the world know about Wakanda. And at the end of the movie he says, you're right, Michael B. Jordan, I'm going to tell the world about Wakanda. It's a prettier Iron Man 1, in my point of view. I'm not saying... More logical. I'm not saying it's not... It's a great <laughs> fucking film. What I'm saying is that I've seen it before. It's just different characters, but I, I've seen It's this. the best of Marvel. Yes, it's the prettiest repackaged movie they've done. Every movie is repackaged. True. But when you have every movie coming out from the same franchise every year with the same bow, but that's, I mean... But if they make a new sports movie, you're not really a big sports guy, but if they make a new soccer movie, let's say, where, where it's like, remember the Titans for soccer. I don't know if you've seen Remember the Titans. But let's just say they make a great fucking soccer movie with a great young cast and you fall in love with one of the chicks that's in it mm-hmm. and one of the dudes is super cool. You know, like, dude, that movie's fucking amazing. Okay. The good guys still win in the end. Okay. That's how, that's how sports movies work. 
we got to bring soccer to the world. We can't leave it in Wakanda. Exactly. <laughs> soccer forever! <laughs> like, it's still a, a sports movie, that's my point. It, is right. Just because it's a Marvel movie doesn't make it a bad movie. It's the best Marvel will ever do, in my opinion. I was going to say, I, th- I thought Infinity Wars would be... Would win most popular. The thing well, is, yeah, too, like most popular, but that's what I mean. It's a dumb shit award. Yeah, <laughs> it um, is. The thing is, it's it's also unfair because you're putting Black Panther, and we're just if there was a scenario, we're putting Black Panther versus Infinity War, that's which is every do. other you know Marvel character. But in that the doesn't world. make the movie better. You think it so? doesn't? That's what I'm saying. You think Suicide Squad would have won? Definitely not. I like Suicide Squad, so fuck you both. Not not for not for if for <laughs> popular most popular movie, no. It won for best makeup. So it has an Academy Award. As well it should. Kobe Bryant has an Academy Award too though, so keep it real. <laughs> Alright, what other things are you talking about? I'm still mad about the Academy Well, you're Seattle trip. <laughs> what about uh, Kevin Spacey? What did he do this week? Oh. oh, okay. So his movie that I didn't even know about this, I found out about this today. He had a movie called Billionaire's Boys Club that just came out. So Jose saw it twice. Didn't see it twice. Who's Jose? So yeah. Fuck. Anyways, shut up, Jose. Oh my god. So, um Bro, it's just the ice cream guy, be nice. We were doing so well. <laughs> so the movie came out this Friday. It only opened in eight theaters across the US. It made $126 the first day. What does that mean? And $162 the next day, I which is like Saturday. I feel if we put the, per- the podcast on in the screen, it would make more than $126. No. Just between our, us and our friends. Probably. But usually movies Maybe. make... We could get 10 people to go. A million dollars in a weekend. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, how did this movie make less than we would make? If we got all of our girlfriends to go, all of our wives to go, our moms, our cousins, like, that's 12 people right there. Just in girlfriends. I don't have girlfriends. That was the joke. It was saying I had 12 girlfriends. Oh. But just one wife and... I usually wake up with two girls in my bed. So how much? Made. Wait. So how much my did it do? One hundred and sixty-two dollars total. Um, for the full weekend, uh, four hundred and twenty-five dollars. Wow. That's how much you made. Right, that'd be tough to beat, though. The first weekend. Yeah, four hundred. Four hundred twenty-five would be tough. But still, like, that's. And it, it had um, the cast that had uh, what's his name? The guy from Baby Driver. Aaron Eckhart. No, Aaron Eckhart. Ansel Elgort. There you go. Same thing. And the the main character from uh, Kingsman, uh, the guy who played Eggsy. Don't know his name. And then it had also it also had Emma Roberts. Everybody loves her. I don't understand it. No, but it was a pretty good cast, and you don't really know if the movie is good. It's only it just did bad because Kevin Spacey's in it. But what about the ratings from the? I mean, from the critics. Uh, yeah, but it's it's spacey right now, dude. They're not gonna vote for it. They're no, not I'm not. I don't it. care. I just wanted like like. I mean, I, well, I guess I can't you're right. The kid from Kingsman's name. It's still bothering me. What's his name? I'm looking it up. That sucks, oh. though. Oh. Sorry. Having a movie, having a movie, it. and then uh, you know, making four hundred dollars. And they probably put a bunch of money into into it too. Because it just uh, well, it's, it's fucking well. I was gonna say like, oh, it's fucking Kevin Spacey, but you know. Taron Egerton, thank you. Yeah. I don't know. Thirteen um, percent on Rotten Tomatoes so far, but it's only gotten eight reviews. Take Kevin Spacey's name off of that, and it'll make way more. Probably. Probably. 
People just want to hate because it's Kevin Spacey. Cause He'll blow over too. Because he, because Kevin Spacey is a side character, in this movie. Oh yeah, that'll do it. So he's literally a side character, but they in the article they refer to Kevin Spacey's billionaire boys club. So I thought, oh maybe he directed uh, it and maybe that's he a wrote name it. That you need to change pre movie. I'm just saying. Yeah, but I, like he, he didn't direct it. He didn't produce it. He, he didn't write it. He was just a side character. He was just a side character. They should have done the same thing they did in the other movie and just fucking edit him out. Yeah. Recast the part. <laughs> but yeah. What was that other movie that they did? All the Money in the World or whatever it was? Oh. Oh, Your Eyes on Me or something? Your Eyes on Me. No. No, that's... <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Tupac movie. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Kevin Spacey was playing Tupac and they had to digitally remove him. Well, Place obviously. Uh, nice. Tupac's not white. <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else? Make sure you guys watch the Christopher Nolan classics, The Prestige and Inception this week. Uh, We might do a Let's Talk It Out for uh, Memento if Francisco's around to watching it. Um, Good podcast, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I was Rich. And Francisco. And the producer. Follow you. Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Flippies All Day. And at Just Cisco. Follow me to the bathroom. Follow me uh, and follow Bracket Podcast as well, please. Thanks, y'all.